do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! With six tenths of a second remaining! Welcome to Downtown Park. Your one-stop shop for NBA recaps, breaking news, and previews. Follow and retweet twitter.com slash downtownpod. Like and share facebook.com slash downtownpod. Email your thoughts, ideas, suggestions, and questions to downtownpodhoops at gmail.com. Downtown Pod, now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. What it do, baby? It's Jack, and I'm back, dropping all things NBA, the downtown pod, the daily dime, and the daily recap. This is why we pod, the pod of the people. Hit us up, twitter.com forward slash downtown pod. We are now on Facebook, facebook.com slash downtown pod. I'll give you a sec. Go check it out. And while you're there, give us a bit of a shout, a like, a share, a retweet, whatever you want to do, but make sure we get out to the people because downtown pod is the pod of the people. Thank Thank you to all our brand new followers on Twitter, our brand new likers on Facebook. We love you. We want to get some more. So perhaps you might want to email us. Well, we can do that. Downtownpodhoops at gmail.com. Your thoughts, your comments, your questions and suggestions. Maybe you want to be part of the podcast, be a bit of a co-host, record yourself chatting about your favorite NBA team, player, stats, do a recap. We'll happily put you on the podcast and make you a star. This is why we pod. Make sure you hit us up right now at uh, our email address, downtownpodhoops at gmail.com. Thanks to all those who have emailed already. We'll get to your correspondence later in the week. It is the weekend in the NBA right now, which leads to bumper pods right here on Downtown Pod. More time to watch the game, which means more time to produce the pod, which means more quality NBA content for your ears. If you have not yet listened on Spotify, jump on there, search Downtown NBA Daily. Apple Podcasts, same thing, Downtown NBA Daily. We are on Stitcher as well, and our podcast hosting site, Red Circle. Thank you, Red Circle. Downtown! Ah, yesterday. What a game. What a dunk. What a play. If you missed any of the games from yesterday's NBA, you might be out of the loop. Well, don't worry, because it's time to check in with The Render NBA on YouTube and Twitter. If you missed the pod yesterday at Downtown Pod, well, we've got your back, because Downtown Pod is the pod of the people. So time to sit back, relax, refocus, and enjoy yesterday's big slate of NBA highlights with the Render NBA Daily Highlights on Downtown Pod. Rotate. Downtown! Hunter's first scratch since the first half. He has 18. Nothing in the first 16 in the second. Here's our statistician Joe Abramson. Another interesting number for you in just a moment about first half scoring. Clay Griffin. 
Well, they just announced, as you can probably figure out, he's here tonight. Yes. He is here tonight. I mean, when <laughs> Sean Heath, the public address announcer for American Idol. 78%, 13 points with the make. Rondo, the quarterback, and he's going to throw it into the front court. Oh, LeBron with a great catch to call for a punch. Beautiful! What a play to end the half! That and was, what a catch by I LeBron. I don't believe LeBron got that pass. What I a really catch. Don't. I thought that was a turnover. When it was in the air, I said, there's nobody getting that ball. But LeBron climbed the ladder, and I mean crowded. One hand, and then quickly gets it to KCP for the triple. What a way to close the half. So 2.4 was plenty for the Lakers, and a thrilling way to end the second quarter. Good job of staying with it. He made it missing and Double T cleans it up. He says, what are you doing? <laughs> now to Colin Sexton who just came into the game. Oh. Sexton is Center appreciating the Nuggets coming out on fire. Nine too early. Good guys. Chris Paul bottled up. It's all about Ferguson oh. now. Goes into the lane and the Lakers were there to stop him. Lead for Davis. The tap. Oh, the tap to LeBron. Oh, you got to give Anthony Davis an assist. What a tap by AD to LeBron who hammered it home. <laughs> that was most spectacular fast break left-handed tap plays you'll see this is a scary see he's not touched or pushed he's just out of balance i mean oh my goodness yeah he runs into semi ogile see, see how he gets there kind of just stumbles into him doesn't he yep Kimba Walker. Prayers, right? now, now watch this left side action here, folks. Top of the key. There it is. It just happened right there. You see this guy here. Walker is okay. Yeah, that's a, a long delay. You wonder now if maybe the, the officials are meeting. Will they talk to the team and say, hey, we're going to give you another 30 seconds to kind of get loose, or are they going to go right back to action? Should be Boston's ball around half court. Somewhere between 10 and just goes and goes and finally picks him in. And I don't know where the injury to the elbow or when he hit his teammate, maybe. He's falling backwards, and right there he hits Muscala. I'm just speculating on when the play happened. Well, there was some chippiness early, and it's just escalated. Oh boy, did it escalate quickly in Diallo's. Tonight, 14 points, a season high, his career high is 15. Up top, Porzingis for Lucas, 10th assist. Easy. CP back in the game for the Thunder. Trying to tie it up. 
And we talked about putting pressure on the Lakers. Well, tonight is coming on the offensive end as the Thunder have found a way to scrap, claw, and fight their way back in this ballgame. This all started in the third quarter, folks. But right now it's looking real good. We're all knotted up at 116. Only one foul to give for the Lakers. The Thunder got to get it inbounded here. 17 seconds. Paul steps back, guarded by Davis. Little stutter step, got to the rim, scoops and scores to make it. Yeah, that's, that's, without, that's without Kawhi. I understand, but you have two unselfish guys, though, Paul. It doesn't feel like they need the ball. They can both work off the ball as well. Absolutely. Well, coming up next. The best dancing duel in the league. I thought we were the best dancing duel. They go hard uh, uh, DeRozan has had a fantastic game, but the big thing is, is Simmons has made him work. DeRozan ooh, powers ooh, it ooh. down. I love, I love the play by Murray. Murray thought Beverly is doing. And a mind game trying to draw the charge. Harden misses. Beverly just got warned about a flop. He might get the <laughs> fine off that one. Three last chance for the Thunder. Gallinari. And he steals it, and ladies and gentlemen, the Lakers have won their sixth game in a row and their 13th of the year. And <laughs> He's okay. Oh, Bowman behind the back. Bowman to lay it up and in. He gets up so high, and he is not afraid to take that contact, not shine away from contact. Marquise, oh, behind the back. Come on now. And Spellman hit the three. Wait a minute. I guess. In the game, LeBron bounce it. LeBron could be a four-point play, and the Lakers can have their and enjoy their biggest lead of the game with a made free throw. Anthony Davis made a couple of those in the last meeting between these two teams, and this one, as Ferguson's coming out, he runs right into him. Basket. LeBron with 10 to shoot. LeBron down the middle. LeBron all the way. With the left hand. No. Stays with it. Kicks it out. And he's three. Yes. Four point play. Yes. And he's got an and one. A four point opportunity as LeBron gets his own miss. And while they're seemingly in midair on the rebound, he pitches it in the corner. He misses with the left. Throws it into the corner to Anthony Davis in the closeout by Stephen Adams. Too late. He gives up the basket and the foul. Anthony Davis with a four-point opportunity. A quick find by LeBron. He's going to take him out, is he? Yep. Yeah. Okay. But watch, watch the corner shooter here. I mean, he's got all day to take this shot. That's incredible. Open the shot clock now. Two-man game. Curry's around the corner. Millsap for three. to Murray. Murray pulls up. Tough shot. He knocks it in. There is nothing too tough for the one-time Kentucky great. Jokic has a triple-double with his 10th assist. He has tied the great John Havlicek on the triple-double list. But how about Murray? Contested tough shot, but look how square he is. This is a teaching moment for Kip. He is completely square. Nuggets are asking for a review of this out of bounds right here. Yeah, I mean, that's what the 6'11 guy jumping at you. 
And there goes the wave, the double team, poked away by Paul George, but Tucker dives on it, gets it back out, Harden hits a three. Harden. Tied up, tried to throw it off somebody, Capella comes up with a loose ball, puts it on the floor. Five on the 24. Harden stolen by Leonard. Leonard back, broken up, knocked out of bounds, still Clipper ball. Good work from Russell Westbrook to prevent what should have been an easy two. Yes. A really good job to hustle back, get a piece of that. Well, George misses that. Harden count it, and the foul. Chance for a four-point play. His second three-pointer of the game. He's got 19 points now. Well, you have to close. His footwork is just so darn good. But you can't, as Harkless goes to challenge, he can't control his body. Rivers didn't go for the fake. Cephalosha poked it away. Rivers back to Westbrook for the lay-in. What a... Cephalosha. Across the lane. Shot blocked. It was Harold knocked it, knocked it away. And here comes Lou Williams for three. Puts it in. And the game is tied. But this game a little reminiscent of Wednesday night. Big fourth quarter. Clippers having to come back to win. Westbrook gets in. And Paul George thought he had a good angle. But Westbrook able to knife his way through. Back at home. And the Rockets are up three. 22 for Westbrook outdoors. Uh, just so explosive. Dancing a little bit, puts it between his legs, but when he dictates when the race starts, it's always a good thing. Because how about that step? Go to work, zero. Put two on the board. Penalty. Under two to play. Harden, step back. Puts up the three, got hit. Shot's good! And Green knocked it away. Leonard on the spin move. Had it, lost it, got it back again. Williams for three. Bang! Clippers take the lead. Timeout Rockets. These two teams getting after it. Paul George corner three. That's good. Clutch shot from George. And it's back to two. Still plenty of time remaining. Kawhi Leonard on Harden. Find Westbrook. Westbrook pass inside to Capella. Gathers. Block! Jermichael Green knocked it away. Leonard on the spin move. Had it. Lost it. Got it back again. Williams for three. Bang! Clippers take the lead. Timeout Rockets. How sick was that? Big props up, prayers. Thank you, The Render NBA on Twitter, Insta, and YouTube. Check those guys out today. They provide some fantastic NBA news, clips, and player highlights. Everything basketball, they render you trust. We are in a partnership with those guys to provide you with the highlights on Downtown Pod. Because we know sometimes life gets too busy and you can't possibly catch every single pod that we put out there for your listening pleasure. So... 
don't worry, relax, sit back and enjoy and trust that every single downtown pod will feature the Render NBA's NBA Daily Highlights wrap at the start to recap you and fill you in with all the action across the NBA from the previous day and night of NBA basketball. Before we get into our game recaps and breaking news of today, let's get into today's NBA slate of game recaps right now. Magic and Pacers start our slate on this big Sunday of NBA action. Look at the box score. The Pacers 111, Magic 106. A big win for the Pacers down the stretch. This game was tied late. Jonathan Isaac had 25, Evan Fournier had 23, Markel Fultz with 13, and DJ Augustin 11. Terrence Ross poured in 10 points. For the Pacers, DeMantas Sabonis once again, big 25 points, 9 rebounds. And it was an even fair from there with Turner having 10 and 5, Lamb 14 and 5, Aaron Holiday 13 and 4 with 4 assists, while Justin Holiday's brother 12 points, 6 assists and 3 rebounds. Doug McDermott was great with 13 points. A few takeaways from the box score and the Magic, well, they made 13 of 31 three-point shots beyond the arc, but they are the NBA's worst three-point shooting team. It didn't appear so tonight. The last time these ty- these guys met, 109-102 Pacers win on, on November 10th. The Magic hit a season-high 15 three-pointers. For the Pacers, Oladipo scrimmaged on Thursday. He's taking one more step towards his rehab and recovery from an ACL. Last season, he tore it, ended his season, but as of yet, no timetable has been announced for his return. Up next, the Magic faced the Pistons on Monday and the Pacers host Memphis on the same day. It was the Pacers with a big win down the stretch, 111-106 over the Magic. The Suns head to Minnesota to face the Timberwolves in the early tip-off on Sunday in the NBA. The Wolves are now 8-8 and the Suns improved to above 500, 8-7 after the Suns captured a gutsy two-point win on the road, missing their stars, Ricky Rubio, Aaron Baines and still DeAndre Ayton after his suspension. It was Devin Booker's coming out tonight for this season, had 35 points, 12 rebounds and one assist off a triple-double with nine. Kelly Oubre dominated again against the small forward compilation of the Wolves, had 25 points, 11 rebounds, and an assist. It was a very even effort. Frank Kaminsky held his own starting at center against Co-Anthony Towns, 9 points, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists. The big stars for the Wolves, once again, that man, Towns, 31 points, 17 rebounds. Wiggins had 21. The big blowout with 37 minutes in this game was Keita Bates-Diop had 22 points and 4 rebounds with 2 assists. Jarrett Culver put in 11 rebounds, 11 points I should say, 5 rebounds and 3 assists. Devin Booker after the game said he tries to find certain games when to be aggressive. Tonight was one of the ones for me. The Suns had lost a few on the slide and were clinging to a 98-95 lead when Towns missed a hurried 3-pointer. Booker iced the game with a pair of free throws. Suns coach Monty Williams said 
He's not afraid of the moment. You can take him for granted, but I don't. The Suns were brilliant and got the win. For the Suns, Rubio was out for the third game, third time in four games with back spasms. Baines missed his third straight game with a hip flexor strain. And the Suns, well, they just keep dishing the dimes. 17 assists on 19 made field goals in the first half. The Suns ended with 22 assists on 33 makes. Oubre averaging 23 points on 45.7% shooting over his last five games. Massive, considering he's currently dealing with an illness. For the Wolves, Carl Towns collected his 4,000th career rebound, joining the likes of Shaq, Dwight Howard, KG, Kevin Garnett, Chris Bosh, and Anthony Davis as the only players with 7,500 points, 4,000 rebounds, and 500 blocks at the age of 24 or younger. But it wasn't enough as the Suns marched into the Twin Cities and got the win by two, 100 to 98 over the Wolves. In the game of the night in the association, the Bulls captured a miraculous one-point win over the Charlotte Hornets. Zach Levine was huge in this game. He was asked to sit by his coach, Jim Boylan, after three minutes in the previous game against the Heat. Tonight, he responded massively. He had zero assists, but... He had 49 points, 17 of 28 from the field, and connected on 13 three-point shot attempts out of the 17 that he took. It was huge. The Hornets trailed by 10 points <clears throat> in all six wins this year, and they looked like they had the win. Had an 18-1 run down nine to up 11 in the third and fourth quarters, and they were up by, uh, by six, by five, with 36 seconds to go. Big three made by Sadoransky. The inbound pass with four seconds. Hornets disaster pass to a one-on-three in good cover. Kicked to Levine. Levine could have put it up for a two, sent it into overtime. Nah, took it out, made the three from the logo. One away from the all-time record. Clay Thompson holds that with 14 three-point makes in the NBA history. Levine, 49 points, the fadeaway. Oh, he killed the Charlotte Hornets. It's ironic that he stumbles back in that gym as a member of the Bulls, breaks MJ's heart, takes the win, and crushes the spirit of the Charlotte Hornets. They were great in this match and deserved the win, no doubt about that, but it was all Zach Levine. Larry Markinen was super quiet, 3.6 rebounds. Wendell Carter Jr. was great, 17 points, 11 rebounds. The Rook was my favorite though, Kobe White, 28 points. He was on fire tonight and was the best on both teams in terms of their Rooks. Terry Rozier rocked up for the Hornets, had 28 himself. Devontae Graham continues to impress, 18 points, 10 assists. Marvin Williams off the bench was great, 21 points and one rebound. Bismack Biombo, 11 points and 12 boards. But it was Zach Levine who called game, hit a three-point go-ahead shot with time expiring to kill the Bulls, to kill the Hornets, I should say, and give the Bulls a 116-115 one-point win. The game of the night in the association. Peachtree City, Atlanta hosted the Toronto Raptors on a big slate of games in the NBA. And the Raptors escape with a three-point win, 119-116. They improve now to 11-4 overall on the season. And they're quietly going about their business. Nick Nurse has this team as a well-oiled unit indeed. Pascal Siakam, could he win back-to-back -back most improved? You wouldn't argue. He had 34 points, four rebounds, three assists. Norm Powell had 20 points, three rebounds, one assist. But it was Fred Van Vliet who continues to impress. Is he an all-star? 
uh, calculations, conversations right about now. Probably 25 points, 9 assists, 7-21 from the field that he was clutch in the moment. Chris Boucher off the bench had 13 points and 8 rebounds. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, 7 rebounds, 7 points, 9 rebounds. For the Hawks, it was the Trey Young show at home once again. If they give an MVP away for home games only, this guy's got it in the bag. 30 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. He was on fire. Had a chance to tie this game with a three-point shot. Vince Carter inbound. Trey Young dribbled out, came back in, off the logo, missed it far right, and it was the Raptors that escaped with the win. DeAndre Hunter was a gun tonight. Him and Young combined for 56 points. Hunter with 26 of his own, 10 of 17 from the field. Crab from the bench was great, 10 points. Vince Carter had eight himself, but it was the minutes of DeAndre Bembry, which was inspiring for the Hawks. 11 points, five rebounds, four assists, and Jabari Parker stuffed the stat sheet. 13 points, seven rebounds, and five assists. But they couldn't do much against the Raptors, who held the lead for the majority of the night, and then there was clutch free throws down the stretch, and it was a massive win to take back to Toronto with them. The Raptors, again, most improved player, Siakam, they switched the defense in the last play, and their defense is exhausting. Forces the Hawks into tough shots. The Hawks have now lost six in a row with three of those games exceeding 30-point uh, losses. The Raps have won three straight. The Hawks at home, they're infectious. They thrive and get the NG from their home crowd. Is it the biggest home court advantage in, in the league? At Downtown Ball, what do you think? Trey Young, sensational. No quit in the Hawks. DeAndre Hunter was cold-blooded. 6-3 of the night, late to make this game close and tight. But the Raptors, their experience and their veteran while that the veteran guile held on for a, a three-point win, 119-116. The Raptors 11-4, the Hawks now 4-12. and 12. Jimmy Butler made his return to Philadelphia and the 76ers rolled, killing the inform heat on the association's biggest later games in a couple of weekends. The 76ers won this game by 27 points, although there was out by as much as 39 at some stages. 113 to 86 to improve to 11 and 5 and move in within one game of the heat in the Eastern Conference standings. Butler was so quiet, 11 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 fan got up and taunted Butler and it uh, appeared to get to him in the early third quarter. Bam and Abayo was quiet, 12 rebounds, 5 points. Goran Dragic had 18, Tyler Hero had 20. The assist numbers were so low for the Heat tonight, they only tallied 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 11 assists against the 76ers. Where do we start with the 76ers? The big blockbuster trade, of course, in the offseason was Butler for Josh Richardson. Well, Richo came back and haunted his former team tonight, showed why he should have never been traded, but why he's happy to be in Philly. Had 32 points, four assists, one rebound in 26 minutes. What an even contribution. The 76ers had eight players play over 20 minutes, but less than 27 minutes, and Mike Scott played nine. This team is even across the board. Tobias Harris, 19 points, 8 assists. Joel Embiid, 23 points, 11 rebounds. Ben Simmons, quiet night, 4 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Al Horford picked up where he left off last game. It's vintage Al Horford right now. 16 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists. But the 76ers proved why they are not to be taken lightly. Joel Embiid was sensational. The Sixers won their 4th straight overall and improved to 7 and zip at home. While Butler endured a tough return to his former stomping ground. He played 55 season, regular season games the Sixers last season. 
and he helped Philadelphia beat Miami in the first round of the playoffs. Then the 76ers were, of course, uh, choked out by the Toronto Raptors. He left, signed a $142 million deal with the Heat that brought Richardson to Philadelphia, and it was Richardson tonight. Butler could not buy a basket, and the Philly fans were having an absolute ball. Check out Twitter for all the Jimmy Butler trending tweets there. Tip-ins now. Miami were playing the second game of a back-to-back. They won in Chicago by eight points night before. They finished 6-24 for three-point range, and for the 76ers, first of four matchups against the Heat. They'll next play December 18 in Philly. It was the 76ers blowout win. They won this game by 27 points, 113 to 86 over the Heat. The Spurs are back. Maybe not just yet, but the one game in a row winning streak will have San Antonio fans sleeping nicely tonight. The New York Knicks, while they wanted another opportunity to impress. They went down 104-111. Spurs, the seven-point win at Madison Square Garden. LaMarcus Aldridge scored 23. The Spurs snapped their longest streak, losing streak under coach Greg Popovich at eight games as they got the win. The Spurs never trailed, led by as many as 28 points, and the Knicks fans were out in force, having a go at their own team. Quick box score, look, Aldridge, 23.6 rebounds. Yakapoodle had 11.6 rebounds. DeMar, 20 21 points, 9 rebounds. Trey Lyles off the bench, 12 points, 2 rebounds. It was Paddy Mills, though, 5 of 5 from deep, 6 of 8 in his half an hour of game time. The Australian got it done, 17 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist, but he was on fire tonight. While for the Knicks, RJ Barrett continues to be a provider, 4 assists, 5 boards, and 13 points. He's been upstaged by Ja Morant, though, by an absolute mile. Grizz Lakers rap coming up next. Marcus Morris Sr. had 20. Point seven rebounds, but there was nothing to write home about bench-wise for the Knicks. Portis poured in 16, Ellington poured in 13, but it was the form of Julius Randle in the last quarter that had Knicks fans seething. He had RJ Barrett wide open for shots two or three times, decided not to pass to him, take it inside himself, and the Knicks fans did not like what they saw from Julius Randle. He got $20 million, did Randle, uh, this uh, time last year. He was savage on Twitter. RJ Barrett ran their offense really well. The defense, though, not there for the Knicks. Uh, it was uh, Coach Pop last night saying, I don't give a shit about the record books, and it was uh, the record books. They got stopped at eight games, a losing streak tonight. And the quote of the night from Knicks coach David Fizdale, he just said, look, they're in mud and got punched in the face. Amazing. The team's got a lot of respect for Pop and the Spurs. Well, don't write them off just yet, but they only beat the Knicks. 111-104. Seven-point win for the Spurs. Downtown! The Trailblazers continued their misery season against the Cavs. The Cavs 110, the Trailblazers 104. The Cavs, if they were matched up in the big rankings across both conferences, now move ahead of the Blazers. The Blazers fall to 5 and 12. Tristan Thompson was fantastic for the Cavs tonight. Him and Sexton made the Trailblazers work on the defensive end. It was uh, Thompson with 25 points, one rebound shy of a dub-dub, had nine rebounds. While some late night, Sexton was good for Cleveland. 19 points, 4 assists, he was on fire. Jordan Clarkson, though, has settled into a bench role very nicely. The former Laker had 28 points, 6 of 9 from the field, all 3-point attempts. Sensational and some clutch free throws down the stretch. Kevin Love sat tonight. He looks so suave and sick in a nice 
turtleneck sweater on the sideline. Really matched the old school court in Cleveland. They threw back the court and the jerseys with the old orange and baby blues tonight in Cleveland. And it looked very sick. For the Trailblazers, Carmelo Anthony, 0 from 8 from deep. 11 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist. Is it too early to say the experiment's not working? Possibly, but it's not right now. Lillard returned after missing a few games. He was not the demo we know and love. 23 points, 7 of 20 from the field. McCollum, 20 points, 8 of 19 from the field. It was uh, back to normal for Scalabissi. Yeah, there was uh, no... Um, Hassan Whiteside in this team at all tonight, not even off the bench. Does that say that there's going to be a trade orchestrated very soon? Because Love and Whiteside, perhaps uh, Lillard could be dealt to the Cavs, some are saying on Twitter. Who knows? But uh, both these teams are going nowhere fast. They're going nowhere near the NBA playoffs. But it was a fantastic game to watch, and it was a good Saturday night fair for the fans in Cleveland. Anthony Simons is their best defender, the Blazers. He's a rookie. The Blazers take so many ill-advised shots, isolation and threes, while the rest just stand and watch. Watch. The Blazers were out-rebounded in this game, and it was uh, it was tough to watch. They were down 51-37 in rebounds and missed a couple of crucial defensive rebounds later on. Darius Garland, he got more comfortable again shooting threes. He belongs at this level, and it was the Cavs who rolled 110-104, extending the Blazers' season of misery. Downtown! AD and LeBron, they just keep on rolling. The Lakers took down the Grizz 109-108 when it looked like all was lost. The Grizz threw back to their Vancouver days and their court and jerseys. Well, if they can make that a full-time thing, I would probably fly all the way to Memphis to buy a season ticket. It looked sick. And the kicks that Ja Morant was uh, repping tonight, hit it up on Twitter, have a bit of a look. The court and the threads so lit like it's 1995. Morant was loving the Vancouver threads. He was channeling a bit of Mike Bibby with the Vancouver jersey. He was elite tonight on offense was John Morant running it. He was absolutely fantastic. But down the stretch, just goes to show how big of a player and this league is for AD and LeBron James. Gets them very soon. The Grizz were up at the half and the uh, coach Brad Jones on offense said that the Grizz was, were going to adjust their offense at halftime. They were already up by 10, so I'm not sure why he was even thinking of that. The Grizz have gone, uh, they went straight at Rondo all night. Jar Morant hit a huge three with seven minutes left in the fourth, put the Grizz up. They were up 100 to 98 with four minutes left. The Lakers, no Bradley, no Caruso. I was going to say, no Caruso, no Lakers, but after an injury scare for AD and his 17 points, five blocks, three steals in the first quarter. Frank Vogel came out prior to the game, said he challenged AD to shoot five threes a game while he was clutch down the stretch. There was 11-zip run to Memphis in the fourth. Lakers dry, didn't score between seven and three to go, but from there it was all Lakers. An AD three-bomb with two minutes left. Draw, Drew scores level, AD in the key. Morant went in, threw it away, and AD LeBron James took over. 83 again, LeBron James reverse layup. Lakers by two. Next possession, great defensive stop. LBJ three miss, 80 follow, tip jam two, Lakers up four, minutes to play, and from there it was all Lakers. What a win by this team. They were on the road again, and they are just pulling out the wins like championship teams do. Kuzma was ineffective, Dwight Howard wasn't great, Rondo 14.6 assists, five rebounds. 
Take a look at the stats for the Grizz. Ja Morant was their shining light, 26 points. Jay Crowder had 21. Jaron Jackson Jr. had 20. Jay Crowder, Jaron Jackson, and Dylan Brooks combined from the three-point land, 11 successful three-point makes from their 21 shots. But the Lakers have star quality, and the Lakers pulled out a one-point win away in Vancouver. No, it was Memphis, but the court and the threads were sick. Lakers 109, Memphis 108. Downtown. The Bucks welcomed Detroit Pistons into their home gym in a massive slate of NBA fixtures on Saturday night in the States, and it was the Bucks who led from start to finish and were never really threatened by the Detroit Pistons, winning 104 to 90. The Bucks improved 13 to 3. The Pistons fallen out of 5 and 11. On the floor, first up, Pistons highlights Derek Rose could still be an impact player on a contending team. Will any playoff team or the Pistons choose to move him and take a risk? He looked the best player on the floor from both teams' guard rotations. Rose was elite out there, and he finished the night with 20 points, 8 of 17 from the field. Not great with the box score, but he led many of the Pistons' mini comebacks. It wasn't enough. Andre Drummond, 17 rebounds, only 12 points, ineffective. Langston Galloway, 13 points. Luke Kennard, 6 points, 3 of 11. Gross. Uh, Brown, 9 points. Maker had 5. Derek Rose, again, 20. And the best after that, as I said, Langston Galloway with 13. He played 40 minutes for that 13 points and 2 assists. Just gross stuff from the Pistons in, in the box score. They need to make some moves. There was no Blake Griffin. Second night, back-to-back, -back, he didn't make the trip to Milwaukee. For the reigning MVP, Giannis, it was a quiet night by his standards. 28 points. Hit a 3. Step back. Dribble into it. Lovely looking stroke on the 3 from Giannis. Twitter that. Hit it up. He had 10 rebounds. Well supported by Wes Matthews, 13 points and bled 11 points. It was not a match of high scoring. A lot of rotation for the uh, for the Bucks tonight. The Bucks unbelievably went 13 deep in this game with uh, Bender and uh, the Nasi Antetokounmpo getting two minutes each at the end of regulation. It was a sensational effort though by Sterling Brown. Seven points, yeah, you think whatever. 10 rebounds in clutch moments. The Pistons were making their um, They were chucking a few shots up. They got the offensive rebound. Rebound. Who knows? There could have been a bit of a late, uh, a late uh, surge. The Bucks and the Pistons both shocking at the free throw line. It was okay for the Bucks. They're playing a team that would equally as bad from them at the free throw line. If you have a chance to suss out the Giannis dunk, second quarter, eight minutes to go. Dribbled all the way in, crossed over Drummond. Drummond fell back into a defender. Lucky he was there, otherwise he was on skates and falling over on the floor. He exploded to the rim. Thon May had a chance to go up and get himself on a poster, but he stayed out the way and made a, uh, a very good decision. I think he would have been absolutely posterized by Giannis. It was Giannis, it was Bled, it was the Bucks. They rolled a comprehensive and easy win. 104 to 90 over the Pistons at home. Downtown. The Jazz at home got the win 128, 120 over the Pelicans behind a first quarter burst, 44 to 31 in the first for the Jazz. The Pels pulled it back a little bit towards the end of the third quarter, but it was Donovan Mitchell who had an absolutely posterizing dunk on Melly and alley-oop as he extended his run of great games in the NBA. Having a look at uh, his stats, Mitchell had 37 on 12-26 in the field, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, and once again, if Dono rolls, the Jazz win. Bojan Bogdanovic was great tonight, 28 points, and his movement and audacity at the small forward position 
helps the Jazz get up and down the court easily. 28, five and five, 10 of 17 from the field. They were well supported by Jermichael Green and Emmanuel Moutier, 15 points and 10 points respectively. Mike Conley clutch three down the stretch. He went zero of three from the land of deep before he hit a clutch three with about two minutes left to give the Jazz an unassailable lead. The Pelicans had come back in this game, led by that man again, Brandon Ingram. What a renaissance, what a season. Enjoying being out of the spotlight. 33 points, five assists, four rebounds of 12 of 24 field goals. He was well supported by Drew Holiday, 28 points, five rebounds and four assists. Jackson Hayes was great for a rookie, 13 points and five boards. And JJ Reddick, four of eight from three-point land, misses three two-point goes. He had 20. Kenrick Williams didn't offer much for the Pelicans, but it was all Donovan Mitchell. In this game, there were some sensational plays from Dono, and it was one of those things where you just didn't know where he was going next. So Mitchell, he laid up a couple of layups in the second quarter, and then uh, the alley-oop was sensational. Spider had 14 points in the first quarter, and his slime and white kicks, Nickelodeon slime color and white, check it out on Twitter, at DowntownPod. They were epic. Uh, he threw a laser NFL pass from under his own basket to Bogan. That was elite. He was dunking. He was jamming. He looked fresh. And if the Jazz can roll with Mitchell all season, they'll be a threat come Western Conference Finals time. It was the Jazz 128-120. Jazz now improved to 11-5. The Pelicans 6-10. Jazz by 8. Downtown! Breaking news time on Downtown Pod. If you get some news you want to share with us at Downtown Pod, email downtownpodhoops at gmail.com. Up first, with Zach Levine hitting his amazing 49-point game and buzzer-beating winner against the Hornets today, the tensions between him and Jim Boylan could be simmering down a little, but the Bulls' rebuilding season is not quite going to plan. Boylan hooked Levine with three minutes on the clock in yesterday's slate of games. The Bulls played the heat. They lost that one. Today, perhaps Levine has done a little bit to provide some added ammunition for his argument against Boylan. Levine was quoted as saying, I thought the whole starting lineup was the one that gave the lead up, not me, after he was hooked early in the game yesterday against the Heat. The Lakers' rush on Rondo has been fined $35,000 for hitting Dennis Schroeder in the groin and cursing at a ref. This happened in the Lakers' match yesterday, and Rajon Rondo has been surprised by the action taken from the league. Rajon had eight points on th of three of six shooting, but he got ejected in the third quarter after he kicked Schroeder in the midsection in their game against OKC. The Clippers' Pat Beverly, this was a hilarious one on Twitter, if you can suss it out, have a bit of a look. Pat Beverly looked like he was being exorcised as he flopped against, ironically, James Harden. He was fined $5,000 after flopping in back-to-back -back games. He also flopped against Jason Tatum like there was a sniper on the grassy knoll. Patrick Beverly deserves an Oscar, perhaps, NBA on ESPN tweeted. And on Friday, he did it again. Oversold the contact from James Harden. The referees made the right call. Harden couldn't pour in the three but now Beverly has to pay these crimes. In good news, Kemba Walker has been released from hospital and has rejoined his Celtics teammates after colliding head-on with Semi Ojale's chest in last night's match. Kemba, well, the prayers are up from everyone around the NBA and the Twitter community and the NBA family, but he is doing well and is looking to be kitted out for the Celtics in their next home game. Can you believe it? 
The Utah Jazz Arena has been evacuated post-game on Friday due to a very suspicious package. The Jazz had played in the game and there was nothing to worry about during the fixture, but afterwards there was a package found which means that the arena had to be evacuated. Everything was good and the Jazz are at home once again tonight against the Pelicans. As reported earlier in the week on Downtown Pod, the NBA is in talks to add an in-season tournament, reseed conference finals and shorten the season. These changes may become a reality sooner than we may think. Zach Lowe and Adrian Rojnarowski of ESPN have the details. The NBA is engaged in serious discussions with the National Basketball Players Association to reseed the four conference finalists and a 30-team in-season tournament plus a postseason play-in. Amazing stuff. Discussions are progressing with the hopes of bringing a vote to the April meeting of the league's board of governors that would introduce some, if not all, of these proposals in the NBA's 75th anniversary season in 2021-22. Staying with that breaking news to unpack it and to reseed the conference finals would look like this. For example, if it had been done last season, the conference finals would have been the Bucks vs. Trailblazers and the Warriors vs. the Raptors. A scenario that probably sends Milwaukee into the finals and has Toronto taking on a healthier Golden State team. While it breaks with tradition, it doesn't change much of the, in terms of scheduling for the league or the broadcast. It's possible some owners in the East object if they reckon their chances of reaching the finals decreases by having a total ranking system where perhaps some Western Conference teams will take the place of Eastern Conference teams based on better record. For the mid-season NBA tournament, the European soccer model has had Adam Silver enamoured for a few seasons. He would likely run early in the season and has got serious interest from Fox and CBS, remembering that broadcasting NBA games generates the most revenue for the NBA. He would likely run early in the season between Thanksgiving and Christmas, ideally adding interest during a part of the year when fans are more focused on the NFL and college bowl games. Structurally, it would start with some already scheduled regular season division games also counting as part of a round-robin group stage, putting a double meaning on those games and upping the importance of what could otherwise be a bland regular season night. From there, the top teams would advance to a knockout stage event, which would then also have separate broadcasting rights. For the playoff play-in games, the idea is to take seeds 7, 8, 9 and 10 and put them in a very special tournament. The 7 seed would host the 8 seed in a one play-in game, winner take all. The winner would automatically advance into the playoffs. The 9 seed would host the 10 seed and the loser of that game is out. The loser of 7 vs 8 and the winner of 9 vs 10 would meet with the winner getting into the playoffs. Last season would have meant that the East Orlando would have played Detroit in the East, I should say, with the loser of that game facing the winner of a Charlotte-Miami matchup for the right to continue on in the playoffs. In the West, the Clips and Spurs would have met in 7th vs 8th, while the Kings vs Lakers would have met in 9th vs 10th. The league's goal here is obvious, get more fan bases into the NBA, into games late in the season, and not look ahead to tank or get to the draft or free agency. Finally, shortening the NBA season. That's not happening here in any meaningful way, but the league is addressing concerns about load management and injury concerns. The regular season would still become 78 games, although teams that advance to the finals or the mid-season tournament would still play about 81 games. These changes will be voted on in an April board meeting next year. Downtown.
That's it for Downtown Pod on this massive slate of games on a Sunday in Australia and a Saturday night in the USA and Canada. Thanks for tuning in. As always, at Downtown Pod on Twitter. We are on Facebook. Find us there, facebook.com forward slash Downtown Pod. Email your thoughts, ideas, suggestions, and questions to downtownpodhoops at gmail.com. Thank you to all our brand new followers and likers on Twitter and on Facebook. Remember to catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our main hosting site, Red Circle. Thank you, Red Circle. We are, as always, Downtown Pod, the pod of the people. Back tomorrow to wrap up all the action with game recaps and breaking news in the NBA. We'll see you then. As always, I'm Jack. Keep it easy. She's in love with who I am. Back in high school, I used to bust it to the dance. Now I hit the FBO with duffels in my hands. I did half a Zan, 13 hours till I land. Had me out like a light, like a light, like a light. Slept through the flight, not for the night. 767, man, this shit got double bedroom, man. I still got scores to settle, man. I crept down the block, made a right, yeah. Cut the lights, yeah. Pay the price, yeah. Niggas think it's sweet, it's on sight.